you know, Cameron, looking at the past year, there's been a lot of minor hockey associations and even the upper levels that haven't played. And, you know, it's been really getting to my head that we haven't seen a single game other than the NHL of organized hockey this year. From all the way in house league to maybe all the way to the CHL, no hockey has been played pretty much. They've been getting back on the ice and that stuff, but. Either way, we're going to talk about it today. Thank you very much for listening. And I am your host, Tyler Rains, joined by Cameron Capobianco, my co-host. And we are joined by Jordan Griffiths, Richmond Hill Coyotes AAA player. Jordan, how are you doing today, brother? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to have you on, man. So a year without hockey. It's been pretty crazy. Not a whole lot's been really going on. How have you felt during this whole year? Well, uh, throughout the whole thing, yeah, I've definitely felt good, just there's just been some on and offs with the hockey training and not playing and just be being completely off the ice. But overall, I, I felt good. Yeah. And that's really great to hear. And I would assume that, you know, it's been a little bit tough trying to get the first few months. I know that there was a little bit reduced practices and things like that. Were there kind of special measures that you had to follow like three on three, for example, or like, you know, just smaller group training sessions? Yeah, so the best we actually got to in this past year for me personally was actually playing three on three. But the two things what we were really doing was we played three on three for a small period of time for really only two months of October, November. Then it got shut down again. And besides that, on and off, I've been doing a lot, a lot of small group training, which the measures for that would be like we would get there, mask on at all times, and we would have to sit in a chair. The dressing rooms weren't open. We sit in a chair by ourselves. We come in fully dressed, so we stay. Um, so we have to stay in the rink as little as time as possible. But yeah, I mean, we gotta make do with what we can get. And I was grateful we could get on the ice, even with all that is going on. So we, those were the measures we had to follow, and it was fine by me. We got to go on the ice. And then- were those masks by any chance? Sorry, Tyler, I interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead. The masks. Did you have to wear them on the ice too, like under your helmet, Jordan, or was it like just in the locker no. room? No, just uh, when we walking into the rink and when we were sitting down, really, we were supposed to, what we did was we had to get all our stuff on right when we were going to put our helmet on. We take off our masks, go on the ice, do our training session, come off and then take off our helmet and put our mask back on. What I remember was like, again, I was, Ty, we were talking about this earlier too, the Hasty P series and that stuff. They had to wear masks all the time. So even on the ice, they had to put a mask on under their helmets. So just seeing that too, that I know some leagues didn't do that. Like, like you mentioned, like you guys, you guys didn't wear the, uh, wear the masks on the ice. So it's really just like, sorry, I guess certain leagues, depending on where they are, how high it is that just wearing the masks, I guess are essential if you're even on the ice. Yeah, for sure. Well, we feel like it, we were happy that we didn't have to wear those masks because we feel like we couldn't even breathe when we were wearing the mask on the ice, let alone doing like uh physical exercise. We feel like we couldn't even breathing the mass in general, but doing physical exercise on the ice and sweating, we feel like we couldn't breathe. So yeah, it was great that we didn't have to wear them. And it, we just wore them everywhere else throughout the halls and sitting down just to limit the spread as much as possible. Yeah, exactly. And looking at, you know, the amount of players that have, you know, not been able to play yourself included, what have you been doing in the meantime now that, you know, you haven't had a season this year? Well, re- as of right now, we are not on the ice. So I've been doing a lot of runs, working out. I have been going in my backyard and shooting pucks. So 
really I'm just doing as much as I can. I've also been uh, doing sprints at the local field, uh, a 10 minute walk from my house. So I've just been doing as much as I can without getting on the ice. Every time you work on your conditioning, it's always a good thing because, you know, you may be great on the ice, but you know, if you're working out every day and you're keeping to your, your routines and things like that, even though you're not on the ice, it'll keep you in shape and you'll be ready to get back on the ice relatively soon when it, when it does start opening up again. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. And while you're not on the ice really during quarantine, you got really nothing else to do. So let's try and realistically try to perfect what you can't really, when you're doing, when you're on the ice uh, doing all, let's say you want to gain weight and while you're in quarantine, you don't really have anything else to do. So let's gain weight. And if you couldn't gain weight during the season, cause you're busy always on the ice doing cardio. So right now, if you got nothing to do, let's try and gain weight and do the best we can with the circumstances. For sure. Exactly. And I mean, I think that it's a, it's a great thing because I mean, it's like you were just mentioning, if you couldn't gain weight, cause you were doing all your exercises, it's a great chance to kind of not necessarily let yourself go, but you know, gain a little bit of weight and you know, get bigger. I know that there were a couple of players in the NHL last year that were playing in the OHL that, you know, they weren't big enough. You know, they lack size, they lack the weight class, you know, and they can, they can go back and correct that now. Right. And that's a good thing. Now, the one thing that I remember you saying is that you made the Whippy Wildcats triple A team. Right. Yes, I did. And you were told a little while later that the season wasn't going to be happening. What was that process like knowing that you made the team, but you weren't able to play? Well, knowing I made, so I made the team and then we had to wait a little bit for the hockey, hockey Canada to release what their season was going to look like. So it was definitely like nerve wracking before to hear what they were going to come out with and what they were going to release in uh, stages of what they think their uh, season would look like. But yeah, it was, it was, it was exciting to have uh, a new start with new team, new guys meets, meet a new coach, that type of thing. So I was excited to get the ball rolling with a new team and it sadly didn't work out. And with all of that aside, let's look at some of the positive notes. Maybe that, you know, you didn't get to play the season this year, but you've played seasons previous. Is there a specific memory that comes to mind when you think, oh man, you know, I played AAA one year and this was like the, the bang on moment that I can think of that really just kind of made me smile and brings back all these memories. Wow. So there's a lot of them. I, I just love hockey. I, even I just love coming to the rink and uh, just going to the games and practices. That's so fun as well. But I think my most favorite memory was probably a few years ago when I actually went to Chicago for a tournament with my team. And that was just a lot of fun. He's like on the ice playing new teams, being in a new country. So I thought that was very cool. Even like going out for dinner and doing stuff like in between games with my teammates. So I think the tournaments was uh, that tournament was probably my most favorite memory. And that's really great to hear. I think that, you know, being with your teammates and even further than that, you know, making friends and keeping those lifelong friends. It's an amazing thing. Hockey's like, like we were saying earlier, hockey's not just being on the rink and practicing and playing games. It's, you know, making friendships and keeping those friendships going forward. Like you were telling me. Yeah, for sure. Like hockey, there's so much more to it than just going to the rink and developing your game. Like there's responsibilities that it's taught me. It's taught me discipline. It's taught me work ethic. So it's taught me so many things that are life lessons and character builders. So it's, yeah, it's for sure. As I said, it's a lot more than just going to the rink, trying to get better, trying to get faster, that type of thing. So there's so many things that 
it's taught me like for an example like if you had a test uh, on a Thursday and you had a game on a Wednesday so let's study Monday Tuesday so because I can't uh, study on game day or something like that so it just taught me responsibilities to get maybe my my homework done before practice let's not go and play video games right so it's just taught me to be responsible and get my priority straight if I want to make hockey a priority I got to get my schooling work done yeah for sure and I think that's a great thing you know you look at various players throughout the years not even just in Canada you look at guys like Connor McDavid um, Shane Wright now coming up Matt Vamichkov and Connor Bedard coming up in the, in the previous or not previous, the future NHL drafts. I think that not just hockey Canada, but hockey programs around the world have been doing a great job of doing that, you know, not just getting them ready to be great players on the ice, but to be great human beings because you're teaching them life skills. Oh yeah. I was just saying, yeah, for sure. I agree. Like there's so much more to it and there's so many life lessons and things like that, that come from the game of hockey that is very valuable in your future. Yeah. And I think that they're getting them ready to, you know, like you were saying, get your responsibilities in order. I think that there's, there's been some programs. I think that they've been doing in the OHL with meal planning around meal planning, right? There's yeah. Been, you know, workout programs that you can do. It's just so many great things that really kind of develop you into not only just a solid hockey player, but a great human being as well. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And that's one of the things that I like. Um, if you had a piece of advice to give throughout this entire year without hockey, what would it be? I would just say it really just never give up. Like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. You can't really do anything, but like, let's make a positive out of it and do the things that maybe other guys are not. So you can advance in hockey, like go out and go for a run, do your sprints, shoot pucks in your garage, like work out, just do those. Yeah. Just do those type of things that, other guys maybe are not doing and just try to become the best player you can. Like you can do really anything you set your mind to. So just really just never give up. Before we end this, I know we have like a very limited time to in this call right now, but um, Jordan, we look, we were talking about the physical side of hockey, you and Tyler mainly um, let's talk about the mental side now where you look at it and you see now NHL players like Robin Lanner, who recently came out about dealing with mental health during this pandemic. How have you, have you ever dealt with mental health during this time? And like, how are you, how'd you overcome it in that stuff? Well, yeah, like there's thoughts that come that maybe like better negative thoughts that come into your head, but I wouldn't say I've dealt with mental health. I've just, I've had a great support system in my parents that have kept me motivated to keep working and trying to become the best player I can. So yeah, really, yeah, some negative thoughts have come into my head, but you just have to think of the bigger picture and keep working. So I've had a great support system to help me with that. And yeah, that's really it. I just have kept working and looked at the bigger picture and thought like, once this pandemic is over, what's going to come next. So uh, just thinking of when it comes back to reality, I was just keep working and trying to do the best I can. That's the absolute greatest thing that you can do is, you know, having a good mental health, and making sure that you're staying healthy, that's the number one thing that you should be working on. And I think a lot of people kind of neglect that, whether it's in hockey or in life. And I think yeah, that's a great sure. thing that that's a great thing to have. I mean, you know, an amazing support system and a positive mentality can merely take you a long way. Yeah, for sure. Like just being positive and thinking of the bigger picture outside of the pandemic and hopefully uh, positive things come your way and what you wanted to happen. 
Absolutely. All right. That's about all the time that we have for today's episode. Jordan, I wanted to thank you very much for the two of us for joining us this afternoon. It's been a pleasure to have the chance to talk with you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure coming on. Thank you guys for having me. So if you haven't already, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify at ProShot Podcast, and we will link our social medias down below if you want to check out the interview and follow us along for more content. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.